the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. It is Monday the 9th of May uh, and we are here to handicap the games for Tuesday the 10th of May. This is the second part of a MLB Gambling Podcast double header that we've knocked out today. Uh, we had uh, Noah Benick helped us through the first one, um, but it's an all-timer special. It's a veteran handicapper special here uh, because we've got the OG presenters of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, none of these silly young people. Um, it's my fellow um, middle-aged man, should we go with, Mr. Moonaf, Manji Moonaf, how are you? Well, we had to kick the uh, young guys out today. What's going on? Uh, now, glad to be here with you, Malcolm. I feel like you and I haven't done a, an episode just between us since the season started. I know we did all the division previews, which was a lot of fun, but I think this is our uh, what, first pod uh, without uh, Noah and Dylan. So definitely looking forward to it, my man. Yeah, absolutely. It's been ages since uh, since we have a bit of chat. You're either cyberbullying me or... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Or just said to be Liverpool shit. They're the only two things you tend to do now. <laughs> so it's nice that we've fallen into that relationship, Moonaf, where we don't have to do anything else except you give me stick. I it's a lovely relationship. The, uh, you, you enjoyed the 21-2 pasting that the Nighthawks took yesterday, didn't you? I saw you uh, getting involved in that. Oh, that was rough. You'll have to tell me the story later. No, I mean, I, I told you on the previous podcast, it's pretty rough. You don't, if you lost 21-2, there's no story to tell. The, the, the story... The story is in the numbers, Moonaf, unfortunately. Well, it's um, just one game out so of yeah, what, got, how many games y'all play. Uh, we are now two and four on the season. Yeah, how many total do you we play? Were, for the uh, 24. Oh, yeah. One game out of 24. It's okay. Yeah, okay, fair enough. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll get back on the horse next week. Yeah, that was a it was an education, Moonaf. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, we got a full full slate tomorrow, Tuesday, 16 games. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, we have the caveat. There's a couple of games where there's a couple of TBD pitches. Um, I think there's a couple of double headers, um, which is normally where you get little things like pitching changes or yeah. the 27th or the 28th man call up. Even I don't know how many men they're, they're on now. Whether they've reduced it, uh, you're allowed to, you're allowed an extra man. So you might you might get a spot start uh, from a rookie or a or a triple A pitcher. So there's a there's a few of them knocking around. Well, I think we've managed to fully handicap about 13 games. So yeah. uh, we will get to all of that before we give out our lock and dog later on. So, yeah, lots going on. Uh, before we get started, Moonaf, um, fill me in on the NBA. What have I missed? Because I'll be honest, I've stopped watching since uh, the Utah Jazz took <laughs> that very predictable <laughs> first round exit. I, have, I haven't watched anymore. Uh, it's getting exciting. Uh, we have uh, four total series left, so uh, two in each conference before we get to the conference finals and then the NBA finals. But um, two of the series are tied up to a piece, and then we have two more games tonight uh, with two teams looking to um, tie it up at two games apiece as well. So um, definitely exciting times right now in NBA playoffs. So if you haven't gotten over to the NBA Gambling Podcast, come over and join us, and uh, we're, we're cashing bets 
uh, all season and also in the playoffs. So, yeah, definitely exciting times right after the NBA. Yeah, I get the impression whenever I check the Twitter feed and the Slack channel that the uh, NBA gambling podcast has been in very, very good form. There seems to be cash bags and flames, uh, emojis all over the place. So, yeah, get over and listen to that. Um, Okay, tomorrow we will start with... Uh, let's have a look. This we've got a double header first off. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a one ten Eastern first pitch between the Detroit Tigers and Oakland Athletics, uh, which there is a slight curiosity about. Moon, if you can point that out in a little while. Uh, yeah. Tarek Skubal goes for Detroit, and Frankie Montas is on the hill for Oakland. Uh, I will fetch you the lines in one little minute. Um, I got him if you want me to read them off the line. Yeah, go for it. I just load in this page up once, yeah, once no more. I'll be good after this one. Go for uh, it. Yeah. So for the first game of the doubleheader, it's going to be uh, minus 120 for the Detroit Tigers. Uh, the take back price on the Oakland Ace is going to be at even money. Total set at six and a half, minus 125 towards the over run line, minus one and a half for the Tigers is at plus 150. And then for the Oakland Ace, plus one and a half, minus 170. Um, on the run line for the A's. And, you know, uh, we were talking offline here. I think this is worth mentioning, uh, Malcolm, is that the first game of this doubleheader, the Oakland A's are actually going to be the home team. They're actually playing both of these games in, or the series is going to be in Detroit. But um, maybe for weather reasons, or I'm not sure. I should have dug into that a little more. But the Oakland A's in Detroit tomorrow for the first game of the doubleheader are going to be the home team. And then it'll go back for that second game of the doubleheader. It'll be... uh, the Detroit Tigers being the home team in Detroit. So I think that's something important to, you know, kind of point out because the Tigers on their home field tomorrow are going to get to bat in all night in, uh, in all nine innings versus if they're up, they only get that eight innings. So I think that's something important to point out. Yeah. I didn't even notice that, but now I look upon the tally site. Yeah. The game one is Detroit uh, over Oakland and game two is Oakland over Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you are absolutely right. Um, Tarek Skubal for the Tigers is one and two with a 3.04 ERA. He started five games, 26 and two thirds innings pitched uh, with 29 strikeouts. Frankie Montas is two and two with a 3.44 ERA. Six games started, 36 and two thirds with 37 strikeouts and a whip of 0.93. That's worth pointing out for Montas. Um, Skubal had a bad start two starts ago at Minnesota. He's been okay either side of that. Um, now, you see I've written down here, Rudolph, he's got a 5.55 road ERA in 2021, mm-hmm. but he's not on the road tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah. that's bugger that up. Uh, Montas, um, he did a similar thing. He had a bad start two starts ago as well versus Cleveland. Uh, either side of that, he's had re- two really strong seven inning starts. Um Obviously, this is the second time I've handicapped the Tigers in the A's today um, and had to point out that the Tigers had lost five in a row. The A's had lost nine in a row. Uh, so I will actually be interested to see what happens tonight just to see uh, yeah. which of the teams looks ever so slightly less horrible. Uh, so with a couple of little quirks in there, um, this was a very rare no bet for me, Munaf. I, I couldn't come down on anything. I just thought it was all a little bit horrible. I might change my mind after I've seen something uh, from one of these teams tonight, but I couldn't come down on anything. Yeah, I mean, you 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 hit the nail on the head about Tark Scoobal, how his home and road splits have been, you know, significantly nine day difference. 
since the 2020 season, right? I mean, he's been absolutely fantastic at home um, compared to the ERA on the road. He's, he's been pretty consistent at about 3.27, 3.35 area for uh, his ERA at home. And, and, you know, over the last two seasons on road, it's been a different story for him. It's coming off the great start, like you said, against the Houston Astros in Houston, where he did give up two earned runs over six innings, and he did have nine strikeouts in this game. Um, and Frankie Montas has struggled uh, a little bit against the uh, Detroit Tigers over his career. At least he's four and two with a 5.01 ERA. Uh, his last start was back in 2021 in September 2nd, where he did give up three earned runs in six and two third innings. But he did. He has won uh, four of his last five games against the uh, Detroit Tigers. I didn't have a side for this either. Uh, if you had a gun to my head, I would probably lean with Tarek Skubal just because he is at home um, for this game and he has better numbers at home. I think that one thing that did kind of stick out to me, Malcolm, is if you're able to find a Frankie Montaz uh, strikeout prop uh, for tomorrow, I think that's a good look because he's had at least six strikeouts in, I think, what, six starts so far this season. He had eight against the Texas Rangers, then he had six each in his last two starts and then six each in his uh, first two starts this season. Then historically against the um, Detroit Tigers, it, uh, at least I'll go back to his last three starts. He's at 10, 7, and 7. So if you see a strikeout prop of around 5.5, for uh, uh, Frankie Montas, I'd probably take the over for him uh, on that strikeout because we talked about how these offenses are struggling and they're just in a, in a bad spot right now. So I think I, I do like that Frankie Montas strikeout prop for tomorrow. Yeah, that's a nice angle, Moonaf. Well spotted. Um, while we're while we're doing this uh, Detroit and um, Auckland uh, doubleheader, then uh, we, we we will get to the second game because really we haven't got a lot of information on it. Just in the last few minutes, we've kind of established that um, Alex Fayedo, who was a, a a rookie for Detroit, a rookie pitcher that um, if you listened last week, Noah was quite excited about Noah being a Detroit fan. Um, yeah. Talked about quite a lot. Um, and then Adam Ola goes for the Oakland days. Um, I didn't have that information to hand. Um, there are no odds either to speak of, so I haven't got anything to tell you about that. They're the starting pitches, we believe. Uh, move yeah. after. Do you have anything to expand upon that before we move on? Yeah, Aller has really struggled for the Oakland A's. I'll say that much. He's had three starts so far this season. Um, he gave a five earned runs in two of those three starts. They did sit him down. Uh, to the AAA in Sacramento, where he did get two appearances, where he went five innings in one and three innings in each. Or sorry, in three innings, the other one. He did allow um, one earned run in each of those starts. But again, it's it's a different animal when you're coming up uh, into the major leagues and take uh, sorry um, taking on starting pitching or sorry um, you know professional hitters. Let me say that way. I think the one thing that yeah. kind of stuck out to me when I was looking at Aller, he's really having you know either location or command issues because even when he was sent down and he had two starts in Sacramento for their, I think, a single-A or triple-A team, he still had four walks and three walks in both of those starts. And that's something that he's really struggled with so far this season. Um, he's at least had three walks in two of the three starts in the professional leagues. And then he had, like I said, four walks and three walks in his two stinks in the minor league. So if the Oakland A's are, or sorry, if the Detroit Tigers, are able to stay patient at the plate against Aller. I think they have a good chance of getting some hitters on base and then scoring runs that way and playing so small ball here. So uh, I'll probably lean here with the uh, Tigers against Aller. Uh, fair enough. We will move on to a 6.35 Eastern first pitch between the LA Dodgers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Tony Gonsolin uh, goes for the Dodgers and Bryce Wilson 
Uh, it goes for the Pirates. The Dodgers are a very chalky minus 230 on the money line. Pittsburgh are plus 190. The over or under is set at eight and a half. Um, Gonsolin is uh, 2-0 and with a mm-hmm. ERA of 1.64. Started five games, 22 innings pitched with 18 strikeouts uh, in a whip of 1.09. Uh, Bryce Wilson is 0-1 with a 3.79 ERA. Um, five appearances. He started three games, had two games out with a pen. Uh, 19 innings pitched with 16 strikeouts. Um, Gonsolin's been consistent. Uh, he's got good command. He hasn't been walking batters. He's got that low whip. Um, he's been absolutely fine, if not particularly exciting. I think I faded him uh, last week, actually, and that came back to bite me on the arse a little bit. Um, Bryce Wilson for... The Pirates, he's had three short starts. Uh, he's been good in them. He's been pitching well, but he hasn't gone very uh, very deep in the games. In fact, I don't think he's got out the third inning. So you're kind of expecting six innings of uh, bullpen from Pittsburgh, which actually, when I considered that, I instantly kind of bolted at the idea. Once I looked into it a little bit more, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, pen's been fine. Um, mm. They've actually got the first most wins in um, all of MLB. Uh, I think they've got 10 wins. Um, so I didn't want to take Pittsburgh as a dog. Uh, that wasn't a very attractive proposition, really. Um, Pittsburgh are 2 and 10 against teams uh, with a record of 500 or better. So that took me away from them uh, as a dog. I do think they can keep this close, though. Um, I think Gonsolin's do a little bit of regression. Uh, in a combination of Wilson going okay and that Pittsburgh pen not being terrible. I think they keep it close. So I was happy to take Pittsburgh here on the run line uh, at plus one and a half. And this could be quite low scoring, uh, which then brings the run line into play. Uh, so yeah, a bit of a risk here. Um, plus 105 uh, for Pittsburgh uh, getting the runs moon off. Have I gone mad? What do you think? Yeah, I think that if you do, obviously, like the Dodgers, there's no reason for you to play the money line. Let me start by saying that, right? Because they're 19 wins so far this season. They're all been by at least two runs or more. So don't waste your money laying that heavy juice on the Dodgers where it's, you know, you're going to get prices of north of minus 200 in some games. Like, you know, for example, against the Pirates, they should be favorites of north of 200. So just play the run line if you do like the Dodgers. I do agree with you about what you said about that runs maybe at a premium here for, um, for this game because you, know, you, you said it, Wilson has been pretty good so far this season. Um, he hasn't allowed more than three earned runs um, in any of his starts so far. He's coming off back-to-back uh, games where he did uh, throw shutout, at least a shutout base, or at least earned run-wise. Um, he did get charged with three runs, but I'm guessing that came off of errors. But, you know, he, he slowly improved in every single start from the start of the season, right? He had three earned runs that he gave up to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um and then he's kind of gotten better since then. And like you mentioned, Tony Gonsolin has just been solid all around for the uh, Dodgers. Um, you know, he's gone five innings in his last start. He, get, he went six against the Atlanta Braves. Um, if he's able to keep the walks down, I think that's the one concern with Tony Gonsolin, that if he's able to keep those walks down, I think the Dodgers have a good chance of uh, winning this game, especially with that offense. But if I did have to pick a side, I mean, I just don't see the Pirates maybe winning this game. I would probably lay the price with the Dodgers on the run line, but I do like your call on the under that, you know, this may be a low-scoring game, uh, Malcolm. Uh, Next is a 6.40 Eastern first pitch between the Milwaukee Brewers and the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Freddie Peralta goes for the Brewers. 
and Hunter Green uh, goes for the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the odds are minus 190 favourites, Milwaukee. Cincinnati are plus 170. Um, at a, over or under earlier on of eight, which has kind of disappeared. Uh, I tend to get these early lines because I handicap while you're all still in bed. Uh, and then <laughs> sort of they, they, they clear out a little bit later on um, as, as the books um, get closer to the time. So I'll stick that over or under around about eight uh, would be the number. Uh, Moon off leads us off with this handicap. Yeah, like you said, Freddie Peralta, the starting pitcher for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, Malcolm, for both of these pitchers, it's been really ugly. Um, you know, Peralta's been better over his last three starts. So I'll start with that. Um, you know, two of his last three starts have been on the road so far. Um, he did pitch pretty good against the Phillies back on uh, April 22nd. Followed that up with a good start against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, both of those games, he went uh, 11 innings, six hits allowed and one earned run in that span in his last start against the, the same team, the Cincinnati Reds. He did go five innings, but he did allow three earned runs uh, off five hits in five innings. Um, and Peralta, who was absolutely solid last year for this Brewers rotation, has really fallen off compared to kind of what we, you know, talk about over the last couple of seasons. I mean, at home especially, he, he was really solid. Uh, but this season, he's struggling at home for whatever reason. Carter Green on the other side, Malcolm. I mean, if you just kind of look at the box score and the numbers for this guy, it's, it's absolutely crazy to see that we've seen a stat line or, or box score for this guy. I mean, if we take an example from his last start against the Milwaukee Brewers, he went two and a two-third innings. He gave up eight earned runs, um, all, and he did give up five home runs in that game. But he, he did record, I think this, he, yeah, he recorded eight outs in that game. Seven of those outs were via the strikeout. So he's either striking you out or, or they're hitting the ball over the fence with this guy. And again, you go back to looking at his uh, game log. He's given up at least three earned runs uh, in four out of the five starts. So again, I don't know. I just can't come to my side for this game. The, the total is moving in the right direction. I still like the over eight and a half for this game. Um, the Reds overs have been a machine so far over the last couple of weeks here. Um, I got to continue backing that with these two pitchers that are really struggling. So I'm going to take the over eight and a half. As far as the side, if you had a gun to my head, I would probably take the Brewers at home. Yeah, um, I think Green will get better. He's got a lot of uh, core skills. Um, so there'll be better days ahead for him. But at the minute, you can't take him at all. No. Um, Peralta's been an odd one. I wrote the exact same thing. I've got Peralta back their last three starts, which is exactly what you said, Muna. Yeah. Um, he did get that win against the Reds. I think that was the game that we, it was an early game last week that we took the, um, we took the Brewers on the run line and it finished about 56-32 or something. There was just Got dozens a... of runs every inning. But, yeah. yeah, it was like a football score. It was, like, it was more of a cricket score than a baseball score. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, exactly the same. I wrote down over eight. If you're telling me that line's moved to eight and a half, mm -hmm. I still really got uh, no issue. Not particularly imaginative, uh, but you just can't trust Green not to give up uh, these runs. The Reds eventually won a series, yeah. uh, but that doesn't make them very good. Uh, and I think the, the Brewers have uh, improved after quite a sticky start. So yeah, uh, the over for me as well, Munaf. Uh, next is... A 7.05 uh, first pitch. And this is the New York Mets at the Washington Nationals. Uh, Tyler McGill goes for the New York Mets, I believe. That's me speculating. Uh, correct me if you've got anything different, Moonaf. Uh, and Patrick Corbin 
uh, goes for the Nats. Uh, the odds are... Let me find them. Uh, I don't have any odds, Moonaf. Hit me. Have you got anything? Let me see here. I do see Carlos Carrasco is what I'm seeing that is starting oh, for the um, New York Mets. But you're right. I don't see a line for this game either. But I, I could just dig into some pitcher stats here. Then if we want to give a couple leans out since there's no out or sorry, um, odds out for this game. I'll, I'll start with Carrasco here. Um, two and one so far in the season, a 3.30 ERA, a whip of one zero zero. Um, just had one rough start really this season, Malcolm, against the St. Louis Cardinals back on April 27th. He did give up eight earned runs in that span. Only went three and a two-thirds inning in that game, but he bounced back very, very nicely against the Atlanta Braves last week, where he went eight innings of uh, eight innings of shutout baseball. Did allow only six hits in that game. Um, got five strikeouts. He did pick up the victory in that game for the uh, New York Mets. So, you know, his his ARA even at 3.3 is a little inflated because that one bad game he did have. But in those other four starts, he's gone, let's see here, a total of 26 and a third inning where he's only allowed three earned runs in that span. So, um, yeah, I do like Carrasco in what he's been able to do for this Mets rotation. Then on the other side for the uh, Washington Nationals, like you mentioned, it is Patrick Corbin. Uh, really struggling so far this season, you know, kind of going back to last season, he was struggling as well. But Malcolm, he's 0-5 with a 7.16 ERA, a whip of 1.81. Uh, last start against the Rockies, he, it was pretty good for him compared to where he was pitching in Coors Field. He did actually go eight innings in that game, gave up nine hits, but only three earned runs, five runs overall. But other than that, I mean, he, he's really been struggling Um you know, he did have two decent back-to-back starts here over his last two starts, but when he started the season, he was he had very short outings, two earned runs, six earned runs, two earned runs, seven earned runs against the Giants, and he didn't make it past the sixth, uh, fifth inning in only one of those games. Uh, he did face a Met, uh, the Mets, I'm sorry, in the opening, um, opening game for him on April 7th, where he did go four innings. We did allow two earned runs in that game, but... I can't get behind the Nationals and and the and especially with Patrick Corbin on the mound here. Uh, I would go with the Mets. The Mets are playing good baseball right now. The offense is clicking. And, you know, getting back to last year, Malcolm, we talked about a lot that, that we need to see the Mets offense turn around. It finally has this season. They're finally winning games here. So I do like the Mets. And probably you'd look at a Mets team total if your book does offer that. Yeah, absolutely. The Mets are clicking. That's the that's the right word to use. Marty's uh, starting to go through the gears a little bit. Um, yeah, and handicap McGill for this one, so I won't go too too deep into it. Uh, if we think it might be Carrasco, uh, Corbin hasn't been terrible. Um, the last two starts, yeah. Um, but yeah, not nothing much to recommend it. So yeah, I'll I'll leave that um as a, as a handicap that you've given out. Um, without an awful lot more to go on. Um, when those odds do get out, the place you want to go and find them at is WinBet. Um, also, avail yourself of the WinBet's $50 uh, to win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus, up to $1,000. And don't forget to get involved in the same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users receive a $20 free bet if they win, lose, or push a three or more build your own bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs, and Moonaf will give you all the winners. So, uh, what could possibly go wrong there? Uh, loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. 
must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win bets available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Next game is... It's another 7.05 first pitch Eastern time. It's the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees. Big series. Uh, the two teams who we expect to be the heavy hitters in the AL East. Uh, you say Kikuchi goes for Toronto, the lefty, and Luis Severino goes for the New York Yankees. Uh, the lines are Toronto are plus 130. The New York Yankees are a minus 150 favourite. Uh, the over-under, I saw it's seven and a half. That has also since disappeared, uh, but I'll stick with it at seven and a half. Um, Kikuchi is one and one, has a 4.55 ERA. Um, he started five games, 20 and two-thirds, and then pitched uh, with 20 strikeouts and a whip of 1.55. Uh, Severino is 2-0, and 3.75 ERA. Also five games started, pitched 24 innings, struck out 25 batters. Uh, Kikuchi was better in his last start, which was against the Yankees. Um, he was a bit wobbly before that. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, he had a, a 4.61 ERA on the road. Uh, it was with Seattle, but road games are road game. I don't care what uniform you're wearing. So, yeah, I'm not hugely convinced by Kikuchi. Um, Severino's been okay, but he's also been hittable. He's given up three and four earned runs in his last two starts. Um, so I thought both offences here clearly capable of contributing. Uh, both been going along okay, uh, and I say both pitchers relatively hittable. Uh, I thought this seven and a half looked tasty for me, uh, so I was happy to take it over uh, there, Munaf. Yeah, I mean this is already the eighth. Uh, this gonna be eighth, ninth, and tenth game already this season between these two teams. And, and you know when we think about the Blue Jays and the Yankees, we think about the heavy hitters. And surprisingly, when I was looking at the box scores, so what happened so far between these two teams is that we've only seen two games so far between these two teams in the seven games that they have played this season produce five or more or more than five runs in only two of those games. And, you know, for all the slack that Kikuchi does get against, you know, being a bad road pitcher, a home pitcher, or overall pitcher, he has pretty good history against the New York Yankees. And this is already going to be the third time he's going to face them this season. And the two starts so far this season um, he's gone nine and a third inning combined, given up eight hits and only allowed uh, three earned runs in that span. He is one and one so far this season against them. So um, Malcolm, I'm actually going the other way on this total. I, I kind of do like the under. Um, I, I think, you know, okay. you're right that Severino is hittable, but I mean, if you kind of take a look at the, and it really depends on what Aaron Boone's strategy is for Luis Severino, because We've kind of seen it. You kind of look at the box score that he's either going five innings or he's kind of around that 80 to 85 pitch mark um, for the Yankees. So I kind of do like the under in this game. And then if you, if I had to pick a side, I would probably go with the Blue Jays in this game as well, because there might be a, an opportunity where, like you mentioned, that if Severino misses a couple of locations, you know, they have guys on that on the side that can absolutely put one out of the stadium, right? And I think I do like the Blue Jays, at least for this game, with Kikuchi on the mound. I think it's not going to be a popular play because everybody sees Kikuchi and they automatically want to fade him. But based on the history of what I've seen from Kikuchi against his Yankee squad so far this season, I kind of do like Kikuchi and the Blue Jays here at plus money. Okay, so Munaf gives us the live dog with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, next up is 7.20 Eastern first pitch. 
Uh, it is the sucky, sucky Boston Red Sox, the suck mood against the Atlanta. <laughs> I thought you were going to bite back then. I didn't oh, expect no. you to agree with me. <laughs> I wanted a bit of sport out of you. Uh, Garrett Whitlock. I tell you what, Tanner Houck has absolutely murdered me in about three fantasy teams over the last seven days or something. Uh, he's absolutely killed me. So, yeah, um, I'm talking out my pocket um, when I'm talking about the Red Sox at the moment. Uh, Garrett Whitlock goes tomorrow. Uh, for Boston, and Kyle Wright goes for Atlanta. Um, the lines are, uh, Boston are the underdogs at plus 110, Atlanta minus 132. The overall under is set at seven and a half. Um, tell us why Boston is so bad, Moonoff. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, they're just struggling uh, in all three facets of the game, right? Starting pitching, there's only been a, I think Garrett Wicklock is the only one that's been doing really well, him and Michael Walker. Bullpen has given up, I don't know how many leads so far this season, and the offense is just not producing. And, you know, when you think about the Red Sox, you think about, okay, they're going to be a great hitting team, but they're one of the better teams towards the under so far this season, Malcolm. And again, until we see improvements or, you know, from starting pitching outside of Whitlock and Walker and God, if they do something about this bullpen, that's the only way they're going to turn it around. And again, the, the baseballs, we talked about that they're dead, but the Astros, I mean, the Astros, the Red Sox bats are dead and, and they're just not producing hits and they're not producing runs right now. So, you know, eventually I think they will turn it around, but right now I think this is a time to really fade them and might, you, you know, you might be able to get good prices fading the Red Sox right now. Um, but like I mentioned, yeah, Gerald Whitlock, and like you mentioned, he's going to get this starting, uh, starting pitcher for the Red Sox tomorrow. And he's been pretty solid for them, right? He's one in one with a 1.25 ERA at 0.69. He did, I believe it was his first start last game against the Angels where he did go five innings, gave up two earned runs. So they're kind of put, putting him in that starting rotation now, getting his second start here against the Atlanta Braves. Um, and then on the other side, the the Braves is going to be Kyle Wright. We've talked about him, I think, last season, Malcolm, where we were saying that this might be a pitcher that we want to keep an eye on for this season, and he hasn't disappointed so far. He's 3-1 and one with a 1.74 ERA, a whip of 0.97. So both pitchers here with the whip below uh, one um, is pretty good. Um, for Kyle Wright, his last start was probably the, the roughest start he's had all season, and it was a pretty good outing, though. He went seven innings, did give up three earned runs and nine hits. Um, but he, he's been really good for them, and I think that's an understatement. I think this is a player to be excited about if you're an Atlanta Braves fan. I can't get behind the Red Sox team right now. I do lean with the Atlanta Braves here at home at the, at the price of minus 130. Also, do lean towards the under. Until I see these uh, the Red Sox bat really turn it around, they've been an under machine so far this season. I think you got to continue backing that if you're if you were a totals better. So for me, under in this game and also leading with the Atlanta Braves. Uh, completely agree with you, Moonoff. Um Whitlock made it to five innings last time. He's certainly getting more and more stretched out. Um, yeah. He did have a 1.54 road ERA last year. It was only 30-something innings, but we've got mm-hmm. no problem with him going on the road as well. I thought that was worth looking at. Um, Kyle Wright did kind of get away with it last in his last start. He got away with giving up those nine hits, mm-hmm. uh, but he's been good. So I think I can trust both pitches. Um, that and the Red Sox really struggling. Um, led me to exactly the same conclusion. I think Atlanta just about the back of the price, one, minus 130. Yeah. Uh, it's just about the limit of picks that I like to give out. Um, and uh, now, just under again, the I had it under of eight and a half. Now, I'm seeing lines now with seven and a half. So, um, mm. it depends what you what you can see. I mean, can, can you see a, 
Is there an eight or is the eight and a half still a thing, Moonaf? I see right now a seven and a half. Let me check on win bet if they've posted their lines for tomorrow yet. Um, give me one second. No, they haven't posted their lines yet for tomorrow. Do you see one? Yeah. No, no. I was um okay. It was win bet that uh that I was using earlier on, and that's where I got that eight and a half from. Okay. Um, but then if I if I change it to consensus lines, um. Yeah, then it changes to seven and a half. So yeah, uh, yeah. If you get in it, if you see your needs, maybe that might be acceptable. So mm-hmm. uh, adjusting things on the fly as we go. Uh, the next game we have to handicap here is the Houston Astros, uh, another one of Moonoff's teams. Uh, go back to back um, at the Minnesota Twins. This is a seven forty Eastern first pitch. Uh, Justin Verlander is on the mound for Houston, and Joe Ryan goes for Minnesota. Houston are a minus 140 favourites. Minnesota are plus 120. The spread is, sorry, the total uh, is at six and a half, which is a little bit skinny. Um, Verlander is three and one, has an ERA of 1.93 in his five games started, 32 and two thirds, 31 strikeouts and a whip of 0.7. Similar lines here. Compare these two lines. Surprisingly, Joe Ryan, three and one, uh, a 1.63 ERA, five games started, 27 and two thirds, 28 strikeouts, a 0.83 whip. Um, Verlander's given up two and one and three runs in his last three. His strikeouts are down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So he's been okay without being completely stellar. Um, Ryan's gone really well. He has had three soft opponents uh, recently, Baltimore, Detroit, Kansas City. Um, but he's done okay. He can only mm-hmm. beat... Sorry? No, I was gonna, you could throw in Boston too there because they've been struggling. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. He had another one. Boston's so his last four. Um, but he can only pitch what's put in front of him. That's not necessarily his fault. Yeah. Uh, both teams have the same record. I think they're sitting at 18 and 11, I think. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, there wasn't much between this. Obviously, Houston have been on a little bit of a tear. Uh, won plenty games in rows. It's six now the stand in it. I believe um, so. Before tonight. Uh, seven, uh, actually. Seven before tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But Minnesota, equally, they're, they're seven and three in their last ten, having won three in a row. Um, I love a home dog. And really, there wasn't much to separate these two teams in terms of record. Um, in terms of offense, obviously JV is the bigger named pitcher, but in terms of the lines, um, Joe Ryan hasn't done anything wrong yet. So I thought at a price, I'd say I got this earlier on at plus 130, uh, shifted slightly now to plus 120, but I thought Minnesota were very live here uh, on the money line, Munaf. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, not much separating these two pitchers, right? They're both off the seller start so far this season. Um, you know, I think Justin Verlander, I checked this last week, I was trying to see the updated number, but it's not there, but I think he was a... Uh, the consensus favorite to be the Cy Young award winner in the American league right now, where he started 25 to one in the earlier in the season. So definitely keep an eye out for that number, but yeah, I mean, I think Joe Ryan and both, you know, there's not much separating these two. Joe Ryan has been absolutely phenomenal so far for the Minnesota twins. And, you know, I was really down on twins pitching. So this is a pleasant surprise to see that they have, you know, Joe Ryan who's doing really well for them so far for their pitching rotation and Justin Verlander, Kind of seems like he's picked up right where he kind of left off. I know he's faced Seattle uh, already twice so far this season. He paid, he faced Texas, faced Toronto, faced the Angels. So some some decent offenses in that span. And um, uh, yeah, I think that this might be the spot in the first game where you have a team that's traveling into Minnesota 
uh, that you probably want to take the home dog, right? Especially Minnesota being at home. Um, I think that's maybe a spot where I don't think runs are going to be, you know, the runs are going to be at a premium. And the, the, the total is indicative of that at six and a half. If you're able to find a seven, um, maybe go under on that seven. I do like that. But at six and a half, I to stay away from me. But uh, I agree with you. I don't have much for it. I would probably just take the plus odds. Uh, not going to be betting it, but it, and since we do make a pick on every game, I'll probably go plus odds with the uh, Minnesota Twins at home. Okay, the next game, uh, 7.45 first pitch, Baltimore Orioles at the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, this is something I had uh, no information at all, unfortunately. This is uh, another one of those games that had TBD pitches. Um, I think we've got Kyle Bradish, Bradish going for yeah. Baltimore. Uh, and then I had nothing for St. Louis, but you tell me there's... Uh, there's a name picture and it's, uh, it's it's no one I'm familiar with Moonaf. So if you've got anything on this game, you can take it away. Yeah, we could just discuss the pictures here fairly quickly. I mean, uh, I think they were just announced, uh, like you mentioned. Um, Kyle Bradish on the mound for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, two appearances so far this season. They uh, were on April 29th against Boston and then Minnesota last week on May the 4th. He did allow uh, four earned runs last week to the Minnesota Twins, and he did give up two earned runs to the Boston Red Sox on April 29th. Um, he's coming up from their uh, minor league system where he did have three appearances this season where, where he was really good. So, um, you know, I haven't really seen this guy pitch. I'll be honest about that. So something to definitely keep an eye out for um, as we kind of progress through the season here and get some more data on uh, on Kyle Bradish. Uh, what I am seeing for the or sorry for the um, St. Louis Cardinals is Angel Ron Rondon. Uh, he's going to be optioned up from AAA Memphis for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, pretty stellar in their minor league system. ERA, I believe. Let me see if I, they have one. I don't have it yet, but he he the from what I'm seeing from his minor league game log, he looks he looked pretty good. Some command issues by giving up walks and things like that. But, um, I mean, not much information from here. I don't have a pick or uh, a side or a total for this game, and we don't have any odds either. So uh, I'm not going to force a pick here, Malcolm. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, someone who's been called up into our rotation uh, after a little spell on the sidelines, um, Manscaped is back, uh, which I'm delighted about. Um, just in time for a little bit of spring cleaning, gentlemen. Uh, the carpets and the drapes need dusted down. And your lawn needs wood, etc. I tell you what, they've gone heavy on the air. Gardening puns. Spring has sprung <laughs> and the global leaders in below the way screaming have the best tools for cleaning aisle five in your pants. That is something I never thought I'd say when I woke up this morning. Uh, type and clear out your winter bush and join the other four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off in free shipping with the code SGP. Uh, Manscaped has the full package you need for spring cleaning performance package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants uh, to start off your spring cleaning use the Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 uh, the trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges um, it's waterproof as well uh, don't worry about water in the grass it's equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be a major new asset when you are in the shower uh, sort yourself out. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using your lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, gents. Uh, the start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society 
to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 in giving support for fighters, survivors and families impacted by testicular cancer as part of the We Save Balls initiative. <clears throat> so smell fresh and get nice and clean this spring. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw up your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Uh, what a stellar ad read that was. I very much enjoyed that. Uh, the next game we have is an 8.05 Eastern first pitch between the Kansas City Royals and the Texas Rangers. Brad Keller goes for Kansas City and Martin Perez is on the hill for the Rangers. Uh, the Royals are a plus 120 underdog. Uh, the Rangers are the faves at minus 143. The overall under is at six and a half. <clears throat> um, yeah, Brad Keller, he's going along okay. He's one and two, 1.74 ERA, uh, 31 innings pitched with 19 strikeouts and a sub-zero whip, uh, 0.84. Uh, Perez is 0 and 2, 2.25 ERA, uh, 28 innings pitched and 20 strikeouts. Um, he has a 1.04 ERA. Um, Keller's been excellent, Uh Credit where it's due. A uh, load of ground balls, ground ball pitcher. Um, if he can limit the walks, I think that's key for him. Mm-hmm. If he can keep his control, yep. uh, that's been the key to his success. Um, Perez has been going along uh, beautifully lately as well. Only allowed one earned run in his last 20 innings. Um, this just looks, again, the, the lines moves a little bit for me. I, I had this, this under eight earlier on. Um Kansas City have only scored 79 runs in 26 games. Um, so what's that, 3.05 maybe a game, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I'd, I'd got the under eight. Now, obviously that line's disappeared as well. So the kind of the value's gone, but you just I just can't see either team really uh, scoring any runs. But the bookies are onto it uh, and the lines are moving. So it was a lean towards the under. I don't know if I'd take the under six and a half. I would shop around. Uh, see if I could find something a little bit bigger. Uh, Moonaf, what did you think about this? Yeah, agreeing with everything that you're saying here, Malcolm. Uh, both pitchers are off to a fantastic start. I mean, you know, these are some traditional names, maybe back towards last season where the numbers were not so great for both of these pitchers, right? Especially Bad Keller, where he had ERAs yeah. above five. And, you know, maybe it has something to do with the, the dead baseballs or where the case might be. But, you know, that's just what the, what it is right now. We've got to, got to go off these numbers. But I think that one thing that kind of sticks out for me here is that's kind of maybe giving the edge to the Rangers is that the um, they really struggle against left-handed pitching, right? They're, they're ranking amongst the bottom already in runs overall, both by left and right-handed pitchers. But against um, left-handed pitching, they've only scored here. Let me see. I had it here. Uh, 18 runs. Uh, and they only have 17 wow. RBIs against left-handed pitching. And overall, their record against left-handed pitching is one in five so far this season. So um, I'll probably back the Texas Rangers here. Um, again, with that one in five record for the Kansas City Royals. Now they are in a travel situation as they went from Baltimore today. Uh, they had that early game and now traveling down to Texas to take on the Rangers in this game. And Rangers are in a travel situation as well. But um, I just like the the pitching edge for the um for the Rangers here with a left-handed pitcher, Martin Perez on the mound. So I'll go with the Rangers. And I agree with, uh, agree with the under about this game as well. Uh, next up is the Cleveland Guardians at the Chicago White Sox. Um, 
This is a 8-10 Eastern first pitch. Cal Quantrill goes for Cleveland. Uh, Lucas Giolito goes for the White Sox. The Lions, Cleveland, plus 155. Uh, Chicago, minus 180. The overall under is set at 7.5. Moonaf, tell us all about it. Yeah, we could talk about Quintrall here real quick. And if you kind of look at his box score so far this season, he's really struggling with the command um, and locating the baseball so far because he's given up at, he's given up at least three walks in four of the five starts so far this season. And, you know, he's given up at least three runs in three straight starts. Um, he's allowed two, uh, he's allowed three earned runs overall in his two out of his last three starts. So a little bit of struggles here. He's faced some pretty good offenses um, over his last three starts with the Yankees in Yankee stadium uh, against the angels and against the Padres as well. So, um, and, and on the other side, like you said, Lucas Giolito on the mound for the uh, New York Yankees. I'm sorry, New York Yankees. Um, White Sox here, Lucas Giolito. Um, I'm seeing that he's he's been okay. I mean, his last two starts, he's also allowed three earned runs. That was against the Cubs and the Angels. Um, his ERA splits, you kind of look at those from – Year over year, he he was really good actually on the road so far uh, over his career. 2.79 in 2020, 3.25 in 21. This season, 2.63. Um, I I would probably lean towards the White Sox here, Malcolm. I just don't trust control with the, the command issues and the amount of walks that he has given up. So if the White Sox are able to stay patient at the, at the plate and really work the pinch count, and if they can get guys on base and then let some of the other guys, their heavy hitters like Habreu and and you know some of the other guys in that lineup, come in and, and take advantage of mistakes that he may make, uh, call control. I, I think that the White Sox may have the edge here at home, so I, I'm going to lean here with the uh, White Sox. Um, yeah, you've you've taken uh, every point that I that I jotted down earlier on. Uh, the 11, 11 walks in his last three starts is an issue for Quantrill. He has got really steady lines uh, apart from that. And Giolito has been okay with exactly what you said, is what I've written down, okay without being brilliant. Now, I handicapped this game earlier on. Um, sorry, the same two teams for today's game. And I came down on the side of Cleveland at plus 160. Um, it, it, Two teams with very, very similar records. Uh, Cleveland going along okay. Is that, I found myself saying that a lot, I think, on, on these podcasts because people weren't expecting them um, to be quite this good. They've both won 14 games. They've both won seven and three out of the last 10. Um, Cleveland have scored a hell of a lot more runs than the White Sox. Cleveland, right, here's what I'm going to tell you about this. Cleveland are going to win either mm-hmm. Monday or Tuesday's game. Now, okay. if they win... By the time you listen to this podcast, they might have already won Monday's game. In which case, I don't don't know what to tell you. Um, If they don't, uh, then they're definitely going to win tomorrow's game. So fill your boots. Uh, Cleveland are going to take one of these. And at plus money, uh, we're going to end up, we're going to end up in profit either way. Um, It is entirely possible to win both as well, in which case we're laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, But yeah, they're going to win one of these two. Um, I just don't trust the White Sox. Like I said, I watched them um, against the... Uh, Red Sox over the weekend, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was a, quite a messy thing to watch. Really, it wasn't very edifying at any point. Sure. Um, so yeah, there's something about the uh, the eye test with the with the White Sox. Um, yeah, Lewis from uh, Robert uh, is starting to pick up a little bit. I'll give that 
to him. Uh, and I'm rooting on Jake Berger as well. Now he's getting some steady playing time. I hope he can pick up. But yeah, I think Cleveland have got a win in them, certainly over these next two games. So uh, that is where I will go with that one. Uh, 9.38 Eastern is the Tampa Bay Rays at the LA Angels. Uh, Corey Kluber goes for the Rays and Reed Detmers goes for the Angels. The lines are, it's a pick em. Don't get many of those. Uh, minus 110, both teams take your pick. Uh, over or under is set at eight. Um, Corey Kluber, one and one with a 2.36 ERA. Uh, 26 and two-thirds pitched, 25 strikeouts uh, in a 105 whip. Uh, Detmers is also one and one, uh, but with double the ERA, 5.32, uh, 22 innings pitched, 18 strikeouts in a 1.14 whip. Um, I faded Kluber last time out at Oakland, um, mm. and he actually pitched okay. Uh, that doesn't mean I trust him, um, so it wouldn't put me off fading him again. Um, Detmers is... Avril settled into mediocrity because he settled down, but you kind of get the same line from him all the time. It's four or five innings pitched. It's two or three earned runs. So that's fairly reliable. Like I say, it's not, it's, it's mediocre, but I think it's a fifth starter at the moment. The Angels will kind of take it because it, it keeps them competitive. Um, Detmers has been better at home. I'll give him that. Uh, and he gets a home start tomorrow. Uh, this is really, really tight. Um, the fact it's a pick uh tells you that the, the books agree with me uh, for once. Tampa are <laughs> nine and four on the road, which is a big number. Um, I think this could go over. I think both pitchers um, could contribute. But, uh, both lineups could contribute. Um, yeah, don't trust Kluber. Detmers again, okay, but yeah, this is it. I think this could this could get to maybe a, a five four or a six four. I actually wrote it down at over eight and a half, and now I'm mm-hmm. seeing it over or under of eight. Um, so yeah, I'll t- I'll take the over eight moon off, but not a huge feel. But I just think both both pitchers could help get us there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you already hit the nail on the head about Detmers. I'm not going to repeat everything. I mean, you were pretty much on the same page about him. The biggest question mark is uh, Corey Kluber, right? And, you know, he's had four out of his five starts have been absolutely fantastic. The one game he did struggle was against actually the Boston Red Sox, where he did allow 11 hits in five innings and gave up four earned runs. And, you know, there's there are heavy hitters on this Angels uh, team. You know, they're doing a lot better compared to last season. They're number one right now in the American League West with a record of 19 and 11. Um, they had a come from, come from behind victory yesterday uh, against the Nationals, I believe. So, you know, they're playing good baseball. They have guys that can hit. Um, I think this might be the game, Malcolm, where Kluber may struggle. And I know his box scores and everything look great. But again, if you kind of take a look at the offenses that he has faced, it was early on Baltimore. I know as of late, Baltimore has been pretty good offensively. Um, you know, the White Sox, he gave up two earned runs. He struggled against the Red Sox. And then he went against Minnesota and Oakland over his last two starts. So and like we've said, you you pitch against the guys and the teams that are in front of you. But I think this might be the game where, where he may struggle. I, I, I do like if you're able to find the eight, I think that this, this may get over the eight here. Um, maybe a first five um, over. I think if it's at four, I think that could, that's a good number for these two teams. But um, I don't have much for a side. I think that, you know, you're right about the books, keeping this at a, you know, a pretty much a pick on price. If I had to lean, I would probably go with the, uh, the with the raise here. But I do like your uh, uh, angle about the uh, over in this game. 
the next game is um, I am missing a picture on this one, so I'll, I'll hand this over to you, Moon. After sure. uh, it's a nine forty first pitch Eastern, uh, which is the Chicago Cubs um, against the San Diego Padres. Um, it's the Cubs. I don't have a picture for uh, Mike Clevenger is going for San Diego, so I've got no odds either. I would just say that I think even if the if I knew who was going for Cubs with Clevenger, I'd just be happy to maintain a watching brief. Um, I like him. He had this one start. He came back uh, after his TJ last week. Um, and what did he do? Uh, 4.2 innings pitched. Um, gave up three earned runs on four hits. Walked three as well. So, yeah, it was a rusty start, but um, that's thoroughly understandable. Yeah, so I'll be looking to, looking to watch uh, Clevin just see what he's got. Uh, but apart from that, Moon off, I've got nothing else on this game. So... Uh, if you've got anything, hit us. Yeah, I'm seeing the Cubs are going to be starting Mark Leiter tomorrow. Um, he was sent down for a minor league start, um, and he did struggle in that start in the minor leagues. He went three and two thirds of an in- three and two thirds of an inning. I'm sorry, uh, gave up five earned runs off of four hits. Did allow two home runs. Did strike out seven. But again, uh, when you're giving up the long ball, and that's what the way the teams are able to put up runs against you. We know the Padres are are really clicking on offense so far this season. And, you know, Leiter, when he was in the major leagues before he got sent down, um, they had, he had two appearances in a, in relief situations where he didn't give up uh, any runs, but he did allow two hits in two innings and one hit in one inning, but he had one start against the Colorado Rockies. He only lasted a three and a third inning, gave up seven earned runs in that game and five hits as well. And I think that again, this might be a game where if the Padres are able to stay patient at the plate, against Mark Leiter that they may be able to get guys on base and then produce runs that way. Uh, Padres offense has been looking really good. Uh, like you mentioned, Mike Clevenger didn't have to didn't have a great start against his former team, the Cleveland guardians. Um, this might be another game where you want to po- probably look at the Padres team total to go over or the overall game to get over the total here. Uh, I don't see a line posted. I'm probably going to guess it comes out around eight and a half based on the history of these two pitchers. Um, but I do like the Padres team total in this game. Okay, um, we've got three more games to handicap. Before we do that, I will tell you about Athletic Greens, a sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast with their AG1 supplement. Um, with one delicious scoop of AG1, uh, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Special blend of ingredients which supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things Ming and Munaf need. It costs less than $3 a day. Uh, you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune support with vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Next is a 9.40 first pitch. This is a good game. It's the Philadelphia Phillies at the Seattle Mariners. Uh, Aaron Nola goes for the Phillies. Robbie Ray goes for the Mariners. Uh, the Phillies are a slight favourite uh, on the road, minus 120. 
Uh, Seattle plus 100. Uh, the over or under is set at seven. Uh, Moon have take it away with Philly at Seattle. Yeah, both these pitchers, um, especially Robbie, I'll get to him in a second, but uh, Aaron Nola, he his numbers look pretty good, but the win-loss record just hasn't been there for him. He's 1-3 so far this season. Uh, 3.38 ERA, a .87 whip. Um, last start, or his last couple starts, um, he, he's been okay. He faced the Mets back-to-back, which is always a tough situation, especially this season. He's actually met, faced the Mets three times already this season, so Outside of that, he faced Milwaukee, didn't allow any earned runs in seven innings, only gave up one hit. He also faced Colorado in Colorado, gave up two earned runs in five and a third. Got off to a rough start against the Oakland A's in his first start of the season. He did give up four earned runs in six innings pitched. Um, it seems like he doesn't, you know, hasn't gotten the run support um, from the Phillies when he starts. I mean, the numbers have been respectable for him, but um, just haven't translated for, for wins on his win-loss record. On the other side, former or you know reigning Cy Young winner in the American League, Robbie Ray, who's off to a not so hot start, I guess we can say the least. He's two and three with a four point three eight ERA, a WHIP of one point two four. Um, his last four starts, or last sorry, last five starts, he's allowed at least two earned runs in every single one of those starts. He's given up at least three and three out of the last five starts. Hasn't made it to the seventh inning since his first start uh, of the season. Um, so he's, I guess he's having, you know, he's having a tough time here in Seattle so far, I guess to say the least, I'm trying to look at the numbers of what Philly has done against left-handed pitching so far this season. Um, their batting average against lefties is in that top 10 where they're batting 250, uh, run scored. They are actually number, I think they're right in that top 10 area at 34. So they've been pretty good against left-handed pitching. Um, I think this might be a place or, or a, a, spot where you're going to see probably the Phillies pull this one out because I do like the matchup for Aaron Nola um, having to face the Mets three times so far this season. That's a tough task, but I think that only, I guess, helps you, especially with that, the way that lineup is hitting so far this season. So I'll go with the Phillies here minus the 120. Um, Robbie Ray, I'm just not sold on. He's just having a very rough season. And the, like I mentioned, the Phillies have some some decent success against left-handed pitching. So I think they may be able to get to Robbie Ray a bit early here. So I'll, I'll take the Phillies here uh, minus 120 um, for the game. If you don't trust that bullpen like I don't, I may want to take a look at a first five innings total or sorry, first five inning money line for the um, Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, we have that first five. Um, I made the same pick. I, I, I got this at minus 110 earlier on. Uh, Nola's record isn't good, but he has, um, it's through no fault of his own, really. He's held his own well. He's actually taken on some decent opposition as well. We talked uh, about a pitcher earlier on who's um, uh, Joe Ryan, I think it was, said he faced some soft opposition. Uh, well, it's been relatively stiff opposition for, for Nola. Uh, lots of strikeouts as well uh, in that time. So might maybe a strikeout for. Um, for Nola. Um, yeah, we haven't seen the 2021 robbery here yet. Mm. Uh, giving up four and three and two in his last three. Uh, needs to limit those walks. He had a four walk game uh, two starts ago. Uh, Brighton Stott is back. Uh, if you remember him from yeah. our preseason uh, pods, the uh, Johnny Junta uh, was very high on, struggled a little bit. Um, but he's, uh, he's back. Uh, Didi Gregori has, has gone to the IL. And I think that if um, what was holding stop back maybe was that he was bouncing around the diamond a little bit, uh, maybe unsettled him. Um, he's going to get some playing time consistently now uh, at short. So I think, uh, yeah, keep an eye on Stott. Hopefully I picked him up 
um, in the in my TGFBI league at the weekend. So hopefully I can get some production out of him. Uh, but yeah, Philly minus one ten uh, was where I came down. I just say I don't trust the Phillies particularly, um, but the the Mariners haven't been in great form. I did uh, I did pick them to win tonight's game, the Monday game. Um, but I, yeah, I think the Phillies can get revenge uh, tomorrow behind Aaron Nola. Next is a nine forty Eastern first pitch to the Miami Marlins at the Arizona Diamondbacks. Jesus Lazardo uh, goes for Miami. Uh, it's two lefties on the hill as Madison Bumgarner uh, goes for the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Marlins are minus 140 favourites. Arizona plus 120. The over or under is set at eight. Um, Lazardo is two and two with a 3.08 ERA. He started five games, pitched 26 in a third. With 35 strikeouts and a whip of 1.06. Um, Bumgarner, one and one, uh, 1.5 ERA, six games started, 24 innings pitched, 15 Ks, and a 1.13 ERA. Um, now, I can't believe we haven't had a chance to talk about this, Rudolph, because I've written down WTF. What was going on with that Madison Bumgarner rejection last week? That was one of the craziest things yeah. I've ever seen. It was absolutely nuts. Yeah, it was it was a very uh, it was it was difficult to watch. I'll say that uh, to say the least when you kind of look back at the replays and you know I I think I sent you that video above of the guy uh, I think it's John Boy Media. He's a pretty good follow yes. on Twitter for baseball and um, he kind of explained what was going on that you know Bumgarner was not happy about um, some pitches that weren't called strikes for him and then he kind of you know stared down the home plate umpire or. Was kind of giving shit for it, and then I think that he was the actual umpire that ejected him was the first base umpire, and he didn't. He yeah. took exception to him staring it down, and that whole thing happened with he was checking his hand and kind of massaging it very awkwardly. And I'm very surprised Madison Bumgarner didn't punch him in the face, Malcolm. <laughs> it was, I've never seen anything like it. I man. haven't either. I, could, I had to watch it about 15 times before I could even understand remotely what was going on. Like. Um, I know the the umpire did release a statement and apologised. Yeah. Um, and said he thought he kind of didn't know what came over. He said he, he he was he was told when he first started umpiring to umpire every game as if his kids were sitting in yeah. the front row watching. Yeah. Uh, and he said I, I let myself down there, but I just thought it was crazy. Like I know really we all uh, we've all lose lose our heads from time to time, uh, but that umpire just had a complete nut a brain fart like. Uh, and it was absolutely wild. I very much enjoyed that. I think that's been the highlight so far of my season anyway. <laughs> um, as a result of that, uh, Mad Bum only went one in in, in that game. Yeah. Um, so he was uh, he was great before that. Um, Lazardo has been solid. Um, he's given up no more than two earned in his last three starts. Um, two poor offences. The Diamondbacks have been getting it done. Um but without hitting for average, they just tend to hit when there's runners in scoring position, which is a good skill to have. Uh, but the way they're doing it isn't particularly sustainable. Um, this just looked like an under to me. Two pitches in form. Um, I say poor offences. Miami aren't that bad. Mm. Um, but you do see a lot of low numbers uh, where Miami are involved. So, yeah, I thought the under eight looked like a solid bet here. Oh, Minus yeah. 105. Yeah, I love that bet. I mean, Madison Bumgarner has, sorry, has not allowed more than one earned run in his um, five actual star trades gone actually five innings. 
Um, obviously, we'll throw out the one that happened last week where he got ejected, but he did give up a one. He gave up a home run early in that game, but um, he's been pretty solid. He's gone exactly five innings and in four out of the last five starts. Um, he's pitching really well for them. The uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks have really struggled though against left-handed pitching, and I think they're and that's where it kind of led me to also back the under in this game of what you said. And um, you know, if you're able to find that eight, I would I would lock it in right now. Um, uh, I do see a little bit of juice towards the over, but the under makes a lot of sense here. I, sometimes Jesus uh, Lazardo is a little bit of a wild card. Um, but again, what the at with the uh, Diamondbacks struggling against left-handed pitching, I think that he may be able to kind of contain the offense here um, and and have a really solid outing. And Madison Bumgarner again has been absolutely fantastic. And you know, we talk about the Diamondbacks pitching; their pitching staff has been great, and I think it's really been the addition of Brent Strom, the, the former pitching coach of the Houston Astros. He's really brought in you know the success that he's had over the past. I don't know how many years with the Astros over to the Diamondbacks. And I think that's really translated well for that pitching staff. So I uh, agree with you on the under here. If you're going to force me to pick a side here, I would probably, I probably have to go with the Marlins just because again, the, the numbers against left-handed pitching for the Diamondbacks, I mean, they ranks amongst the bottom of the league in almost all the statistical hitting categories. So uh, under for sure. And I would lean towards the Marlins. Yeah. Both teams are the lowest scorers. In their division there. So, yeah, just another little point at the back. So, uh, okay, one more game uh, before we get to our lock and dog picks. And this is the Colorado Rockies uh, at the San Francisco Giants, which is a 9.45 Eastern first pitch. Antonio Senzatella uh, goes for Colorado. And Alex Wood is on the bump for San Francisco. The Rockies are a plus 160 dog. The Giants minus 185. The over or under is set at seven. Uh, Moon have to take us through this one. Yeah, uh, like you said, Sensatella on the mound for the Colorado Rockies. Two and one so far this season, 3.75 ERA. The whip is high at 1.88. Uh, last start was against the Washington Nationals. Only lasted four and a third inning where he did give up two earned runs, seven runs, sorry, three runs overall off of seven hits. Um, and then again, he's he's... If you kind of take a look at how many hits he's given up, Malcolm, it's really astonishing because he's at least given up seven hits in every single one of his starts so far. He's only made it past uh, the fifth inning just once, which was against the Cincinnati Reds uh, back on April 29th. So now you're going up against a pretty good offense in the Sandy, uh, sorry, the San Francisco um, Giants here. And they have Alex Wood on the mat, a left-handed pitcher who's you know, kind of been up and down for them. Um, trying to pull up his numbers here real quick. Give me one second. Um, Alex Wood so far, two and two with a 4.38 ERA, uh, a whip of 1.3. Um, again, he hasn't been that great either. He's given up at least four hits over his past uh, three out of his last four starts. The earned runs have them there as well. He's given up at least two in three in his and his two out of his last three starts, he's given up three or more. So both, you know, kind of pitchers struggling here. Sensatella has been one of those pitchers that has been great for the Rockies at uh, at home, but he's really struggled over the over the other road uh, over the past three seasons. If you go back to 2020, 4.28, 4.2, sorry, 4.62 ERA, 5.05 in 2021. This this season so far, he has an ERA of nine with a WHIP of two. And again, that lone start on the road was against the Detroit uh, Tigers, where he went uh, five innings, gave up ten hits, and five earned runs. So. You know, with that, I, I kind of look at uh, taking the Giants here. Uh, Alex Wood, 
for the um, Giants has been pretty good over his last two his last season at home for them. He had a three point five two ERA. Um, kind of points me towards taking the over in this game. As crazy as that may sound, here at seven, I think that number is a little conservative here, especially with the struggles that both of these teams are. Or sorry, these both these starting pitchers are having. Yeah. Um... Sensatella has absolutely got away with it, really. Um, yeah. You see seven hits, seven hits, ten hits in his last three starts. Uh, plenty of walks as well. And they were against um, Washington, Cincinnati, and Detroit uh, as well, by the way. Um, three three uh, worst teams you'd struggle to, you'd struggle to find. Um, Wood's been steady. You get five innings out of him. But he has given up hits and runs in every start as well. I yeah. thought this was a nailed on over seven, Moonaf. Yeah. Um, I expected this number to be... Uh, high, even eight and a half. Uh, but but Rockies can contribute. They're not the same team on the road. Um, but the Giants have been fine uh, outperforming again what I thought they would do. Um, I mean, that division, by the way, um, everyone uh, over 500, Arizona, uh, fifth place at 15 and 14. San Francisco, 16 and 12, the fourth in that division. Uh, quite remarkable. So, uh, San Francisco, we go along the beat scoring runs. Uh, Colorado have also scored enough runs. I just thought this was an absolute nailed on over, uh, especially, like I say, um, Sensatella's got away with it. He's not going to keep getting away with it. He's, uh, he's running into a team tomorrow uh, yeah. that are better than the, the three um, that he's he's managed to fluke his way past the last three. So, yeah, over seven for me, uh, and it wasn't particularly close. Um, okay, we will get to our lock. In- uh, one more thing I want to add, Malcolm, uh, quickly here. Oh, the, uh, yeah, Colorado Rockies are the only team so far this season against left-handed pitching that have a uh, team batting average above 300. They're at 310 against left-handed pitching. The next team is a Tampa Bay Rays at 282. Oh, well, there you go. So they can chip in a couple as well. So we'll yeah. go uh, San Francisco 7, Colorado 3. There you uh, go. Is the final score there tomorrow? We'll get on there, maybe for 25 to 1, something like that. <laughs> Philly Boots. Um, but if you don't want people to know what you're looking at uh, on the internet, Moonaf, use IP Vanish. Um, that will thoroughly protect your privacy. Um, see if you've given away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, um, your ISP, and other prying eyes. Um, the SGPN, we use IP Vanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data, which means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, etc., will be completely shielded. Uh, physical location as well. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. Uh, it's that simple. Uh, you can use it on loads of devices, unlimited devices, all different kinds of devices, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming stuff. Um, at home or in public, you can use IP Vanish. Um, they are offering incredible 70% off their yearly plan for SGP and listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee, uh, effectively getting nine months uh, for free. Um, IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap a button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. So stop sharing everything with the world that you stream, search for and buy. Take your privacy back with the brand rate at 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promotional code SGP to claim your 70% savings. ipvanish.com slash SGP. Uh, okay, Moon, after it's lock and dog time, uh, age before beauty big man, we'll let you go first. <laughs> All right, for my lock... Um... 
Let's see here. I do like that over seven in the Rockies and the Giants game. Um, yeah, let's make that my law. Colorado Rockies, San Francisco Giants tomorrow over seven with uh, Antonio Sensatella on the mound for the Rockies. Alex Wood on the mound for the San Francisco Giants. I think that number should be probably around eight. So I think we're getting some value here on the seven uh, between these two teams and these two pitchers. So I'll take that as my lock for my dog. Uh, kind of struggling finding one here, Malcolm. Um, I think that pick the same one as me here. No, I, I'm going to go with the Toronto blue Jays. I think that Kikuchi oh, okay. has there some you know. good numbers. Uh, this season against the, the New York uh, Yankees. And this is already his third start. So maybe he's figured some things out against his Yankees lineup. And look, people have wanted to fade this guy from dating back to last season, rightfully so. But I think he's figured something out at least this season and against this, this Yankees team. So I think that, you know, Severino, we talked about that. He, he, he can give up, you know, some hits and even possibly the long ball. So, I think with this bullpen, even with the Toronto Blue Jays, that is pretty good. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays plus 130 as my dog for the for the games here tomorrow night. Or sorry, Tuesday night. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to call it audibly, Amun. I, I don't know what to do, you see. Firstly, I had written down as my look that the over seven and a half in the Blue Jays-Yankees game. Now, okay. You've talked me out of that, and I'm not ashamed of that, Runoff. You're a very intelligent man. You're very good at this. That's why people listen to you. Um, so still, I'm keen on it, um, but the audible I was going to call was Colorado San Francisco Giants over seven. Uh, so we had to go double lock, uh, but if I have to pick a second one, I would go with that Toronto, New York over seven and a half. Um, my dog, on the other hand, was pretty straightforward. It was the Minnesota Twins. Um at plus 130 against the Houston Astros. Um, I thought that home dog um, with Joe Ryan, who's done nothing wrong, nothing to split with these two uh, teams. You could put a cigarette paper between them. So I just thought that was a really fancy price uh, for a home dog um, in Minnesota. I have that 11-4 and four record as well uh, mm. at home. And you're giving me plus 130, I will take that every day of the week. Uh, so they will be my two. Um, well, Moon, after that was fun, I think... Uh, I think we showed those two youngsters uh, how it should be done. Yeah, definitely a lot of fun. A lot of games to get through, uh, 16 games. Uh, it's always fun in MLB when you have this amount of games. But um, <laughs> yeah, your head starts spinning after you handicap all the games. But, you know, this, this is what we signed up for. And it's always it's always fun, uh, you know, handicapping the games and, and getting on the pods and, and talking to you and also Noah and Dylan. But, yeah, hopefully we pick some winners here, Malcolm. Yeah, well, bear in mind I handicapped uh, tonight's games earlier on as well, so I had yeah. nine to enter that. So 50 I'm, games in the bag the tw- for you. <laughs> just the 25 games I've handicapped <laughs> so far today, so, uh, yeah, I've, uh, 24 and one I'll take as a result. Um, thanks, mate, that was fun. Yes, sir. Um, some combination of uh, one of us veterans and the youngsters will be back tomorrow. Um, good luck with all your bets, as usual. Um, like, rate, review, give us some five-star ratings. Go to the... Uh, Zedron Gambling Podcast on iTunes and give that a five-star review, please. Um, always helps. And also, while you're there, you might as well listen to it as well. <laughs> uh, See so if you can uh, understand as much of it as I do, which is about 12% so far. Um, plenty of NBA stuff as well. 
um, Munaf and the boys over there and everything that you normally associate with the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back later in the week and we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.